Welcome. You're listening to Saw Longform, with me, your host, Danny Easton. Over the past month, I've had the pleasure to sit down with people whose work captivates, people who push boundaries in their fields, ask questions and innovate, people who run. These dialogues are the basis for a series of long-form discussions where we dig deeper into their brilliant work and the light that it casts on the sport that we love. Today's guest is a Hong Kong-based French muralist and visual artist who's been spreading her creative talents throughout Asia since 2008. Working with big brands across multiple mediums, her work can be found on the streets as well as in galleries. She's also a top competitive female trail runner in Hong Kong, having won several races there and competed at UTMB. Ladies and gentlemen, I am delighted to welcome Elsa Jane Didou. Elsa, thank you so much for, for coming on the show and talking to us. We're really, really grateful for, for having you here today. And so it is clear because you are such a fan of, of ultras and, and ultra distances that you you enjoy a challenge. Is that true of your work as an artist as well? It's um, I really love all kind of challenges. So my work is a challenge every day. Um, very challenging me, like in... Uh, all kind of way like I have to deal with like all kind of project and, and uh, requests from clients um, and I can tell that it's as challenging as uh, trail running. And quite physically demanding as well because you you work in, in in like a multitude of different mediums and I've seen you know pictures of you on on Instagram where you're kind of high up on some scaffolding or you're kind of craning like that and I imagine these pieces take you know, days or, or maybe even a week or so so to complete. So like physically, it must be quite quite an endurance as well when you're working. It's, I have to say something that is, um, try running is hard. Uh, I've been doing eight times 100 kilometers. Um, but some of my challenge, some of my projects, uh, they are much harder than 100K. So especially in Hong Kong, Hong Kong summer are very hot, humid. Uh, you're sweating from 8 a.m. to uh, to 8 p.m. And most of the time I have like, I've been working this summer on um, on um, elevator, like in the um, uh, lift shaft. So I've been working on six different levels and there were no air, no air cond. And you're like climbing uh, between two pieces of bamboo. And that, yeah, this kind of challenges, or I have other kind of um, big ceiling, like 300 square meter ceiling or even more, where I have to um, to bend my body and it's uh, it's quite challenging. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> and do you do you enjoy that? Because I, I imagine with ultras and stuff like that, that there, there must be a level of of enjoying the kind of the suffering or the pain. Like, does, does that carry over into your work? Like, do you do you kind of relish that the the, the you know the twelve hours of you know you're sweating or you're or you're craning over to, to to paint a little bit of detail? Do you, is that part of the process that you you kind of enjoy? I feel like I like when um, you suffer, and at some point you kind of let it go. You accept the pain, and that point where it's very exciting to see how like. You've been maybe suffering for five hours uh, because of the heat, because of the noise, because of the dust, because of anything like around that push you to like uncomfortable uh, position. Um, but at some point, your body 
is just like releasing everything, accepting everything. And it's exactly the same thing in trail running or cycling or swimming. Um, when you start doing long distances, you understand that your body is kind of fighting at the beginning, trying to find his rhythm um, and to adapt to this kind of new position. And then at some point, it's just like uh, enjoying it. And with that, it, what's that acceptance like creatively then? Because we can kind of, you know, as, as runners and runners perhaps listening to this, we can kind of understand what that feeling might feel like physically. But I'm I'm really interested in the idea of what that level of acceptance feels like creatively. Do you feel like you, you open up even more uh, as an artist when you're accepting that kind of that, like crossing over that threshold of pain? I feel like the more you think about something and what you're doing, it's momental. Um, and when you go through pain and everything, it's exactly the same process as when you're running. Um, once you stop thinking, then that's where you open another door. Uh, you kind of meet this a sweet spot where you get something that you don't know. And, and it's most of the time is the unknown that bring you like, to the next step. Um, I don't know if it's clear, but um, that's some most of the time when you stop thinking of what you're doing, then you're in this flow of whatever creativity. And, and, and the result is like quite impressive because you have no conscious about what you're doing somehow. And then that's when you stop doing what you're doing, then you look back and you're like, wow, that's me. I've done that today. <laughs> and you kind of, uh, I've been in this situation of, uh, I've been impressed by what I've done to, uh, during the day. Um, yeah, it's quite interesting. And that that journey then, like it, that moment when when you sort of, you put your paintbrushes down or, 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 you, or you finish, like, has there been moments or are there moments where what has resulted on, on the wall or on the canvas is completely different to how you first envisaged it? Like it's gone on a complete transformation, a complete journey. Yeah, that's the uh, the thing is like you start with the um, an image, um, composition, something that you've been created, or it could be like a picture or photo that you've been selecting. And um, it's amazing to kind of let it go again. And then it's just like to build up on what you thought it could be. And then you go to the next level and you do something else. And sometimes it's quite a surprise. Sometimes you can destroy like an artwork because you just like you've been too far. <laughs> so you have to know where to stop. But uh, it's very uh, pleasant. And that, that feeling of destroying, that's that's quite interesting. Like, is there, how are you gauging when, when you're pushing too hard? And again, you know, a, a lazy running metaphor, you know, like overtraining or kind of doing yeah. too much and kind of destroying your body. Like, is that a similarity with, with, with painting? Like one, one brush struck too, too many and it's, it's ruined. Yeah, but you have to go further sometime because you discover something else because if you stay in your comfort zone then you never know if you can do 100k or 100 miles uh, but yeah you will make sure your body is fine but I think sometimes when you go slightly over even if it's a mistake it's fine sometimes mistake is teaching you so much more than just like being in your comfort zone so yes I have to make mistakes to to learn to grow and to become a better artist as well and how are you gauging that then when, because you collaborate as well and you work with, with clients, how are you tempering that when in the back of your head you're also thinking, yeah, I've got to pursue this and see where this could go, but also I've been given a brief and I don't, 
I don't want to mess it up for the client. Yeah, so that's something like very interesting. And I really love, I'm not an artist working only and doing my own art, like um, organizing exhibition and everything. I'm more like a special painter um, and I'm working for clients. So each and every client is very different. So I could work for hotel, for restaurant, for uh, retail, for any kind of um, brand. And I have to really like understand the brand and to create for them. This is not my, yes, it's my art, but I have to, to make sure it's aligned with the, uh, their concept, the designer's concept and everything. So it's, um, but I still have to put my energy in it. So I have to find the right balance between what they want, how far I can go. I will always with clients, I will always like stay um, in my safe zone somehow where they can say, Elsa, can you go a little bit further? And then I go a little bit further. So because it's not my personal art, so I have to, not my personal art, but my, my own like canvas or something. So yeah. But it's super interesting. Yeah, I, I can imagine. And like when they are giving you briefs or they're kind of giving you stimulus as, as an artist, have, have you ever had moments where they've given you perhaps a, a form to work within or, or a material or, or something that you've thought, mm, okay, that sounds like something I never would consider, but then it has led to something really interesting? All of my clients, they're always asking me something like I never did before. Uh, and I don't like to do to repeat the same decor and the same finishes. So I'm always pushing myself in this uh, kind of unknown um, position where I have to create and I have to make sure it works at the end because I'm paid for it. I have clients that are asking me to work on different type of uh, either on mirror or on velvet, on different kind of fabric on ceilings, on all kinds of uh, finishes. And I'm, I like those kind of challenges because it's pushing me to explore and to see how I can make it work, um, which is not always um, possible, but uh, I'm always trying. That's something very uh, interesting in my work. And that process to finding kind of your yeah. voice, your, mm -hmm. your, your style, was there... Was there a moment where you could look back and say, ah, that's when like the penny dropped or like you had a moment where you realized, oh, OK, I understand now. That's that's how that's my style or that's my kind of that's how I express myself. Yes, I've been uh, working on all kind of different projects with all kind of texture um, and materials and everything. But I have to say that is one, uh, three years ago, that was kind of a turning point in my career where I've been asking to um, to paint a mural with like uh, in a facade outside in Hong Kong in Central. And the uh, owner of the restaurant asked me to paint like, a, to find something between, a link between Brazil and Japan. And I've got the idea to paint like a, a, a woman, a laughing woman. So there's a lot of joy, a lot of energy and, um, and she's smiling. And actually at that moment, I spent like three days working on my uh, ladder and I had like most of the day, like all the time, 20, 30 people behind my back watching me and laughing. And that was something very special in my career. That was the first time that someone was really like, that people were 
I could see the emotion that I was painting in the wall, like was in my back as well. And that gave me so much like energy to go through this artwork that was very challenging as well, because that was my first face. And I was so scared to do it, to mess up the artwork, but actually that was, uh, became one of my, uh, the most iconic uh, artwork I've done so far. Yeah, and very important. And I've been doing like other smile uh, after that. Yes. <laughs> so that that's really interesting then. So that kind of that kind of direct relationship of you creating art in front of an audience and seeing the kind of direct impact because I've always been fascinated about, you know, art in public spaces or or street art and the kind of relationship that has with the people encountering it because it's outside of that kind of formal interaction of of being in a gallery or or a museum there's more of a an instant kind of connection. Why do you think it is with, with art in public spaces or, or street art that really kind of impacts people? Because it's open to everyone. You don't need to pay for an entrance or nothing. You just have to pass by. And then it's really like accessible. Uh, you have like, it's, yeah, I think that's the only thing like between museum where you really have to go and, and um, uh, make an effort to, uh, to see the artwork and street art, you have so many like different kind of uh, artists expressing their own creativity. They have their inner voice like um, painting different type of topics and, uh, and it's super interesting and it became like very popular now, which uh, before graffiti and street artists, they were just like running and doing a graffiti and then running again. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a runner, but I'm not like a street artist like doing <laughs> the illegal graffiti and then yeah, legging it. One. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting though, it is because it kind of street art or, or art in public spaces catches people off guard, I suppose, as well, because, you know, if you're going to a gallery, you you buy a ticket, you book a date, you go on a certain time. So you're already entering into that that headspace of I'm going to see art today. I'm going to see expression and, and creativity, whereas if you're walking to the shops and then suddenly you're kind of greeted by a, a, one of your murals or, or, or some other work, it's it's that instant interaction that's yeah. happening with someone who's caught off guard. And I think maybe that's part of its, like you say, that impactful kind of thing of just grabbing people almost by the scruff of the neck and saying, kind of, look at me, there's something really, um, really interesting about that. And with when you're painting faces... Because that thing of, of of portrait or 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 capturing someone's character or or essence, I mean, that feels like quite a, an important responsibility. Is it quite a difficult thing when you're trying to capture someone to capture them and not put your own perspective on it? It, it it's not easy. It's very. Uh, I decided to go uh, to do something very complicated because it's a fa- face needs to be perfect. It needs to be balanced. Um, proportion are very important, expression are very important. Um, but I decided to paint like smiley people and I'm always like starting with the uh, a proper picture of someone, uh, either a friend, either someone that I, uh, I've been like finding on the internet. And, um, and yeah, there's something like, I'm really like, 
I'm deciding to spread happiness through my my art so which is a huge responsibility as well <laughs> to whenever you walk in central in hong kong you just see like few portraits within central you have five of my artworks so uh, you just go through it and you pass by and you see some kind of like massive joy and it's uh it's very powerful mm. and have you ever or do you do self-portraits is is that something that you've experimented with and trying to capture your own sort of essence or your own your own image yeah i've been doing um few self-portraits when i did a surgery uh two years ago i had to after utmb i broke my knee and i spent two weeks in my apartment stuck not able to uh, to run and nothing so i used this time which wasn't a happy time it was very very hard for me to be stuck at home, um, single. And um, I just had a couple of friends that came over. But uh, mentally, I was uh, pretty down because coming from like big preparation for UTMB, uh, where you run every day, you have your happiness every day, your hormones are like going super high every single day. And then you have nothing. So you feel like a drug addict where you miss something every single day. Uh, but at the end of the two weeks uh, quarantine in my apartment, I wasn't eating. I was just like feeling like uh, very sad, but I managed to paint like few self-portraits. And that was very, very interesting because you kind of feel like you know yourself. And yes, some of your part of your body are very easy to um, face, are very easy to, to do, like my eyes. But then some other part, you feel like it's not close to the reality, even if it's very realistic. And it's, uh, it's still, I still feel like it's a good, good work that I've done so far. But, uh, but yeah, it's a very interesting um, exercise. And did that mental state that you were in of, of being, being not injured, but coming, having had surgery and not being able to run, when you looked at the, the portrait on the page, like visually, was it in contrast to sort of other output or other work that you've done prior because you're me you mentally you're in a different place yeah so usually i'm um i try to be a very positive person most of the time and it's really hard for me to create when i'm not happy inside um because i don't like to spread like negative vibes and whatever is coming from inside it's when i'm not happy then it might not be like really positive i decided to go through with three different portraits of my uh, like picture that i took of me one was i was doing some what bike so i was training and i took um a picture of myself and i did this uh, this portrait i decided to go with this face because i was like kind of happy and energetic and doing inaction and other two that was very sunny and very um powerful as well it was kind of a therapy as well. I think that it was, I had this kind of um, dialogue with myself by painting myself it was just like, you're going to be fine. You're going to go through it. And you've been through so many things and that's it. It's, it's okay. Now it's repaired and then you will build up everything again and uh, you will be able to run again. And I'm still running now. So all good. <laughs> 
I think that's really that's a really interesting thing that idea and it and it is used art is very much used as as therapy and in all yeah. kinds of practices by by various medical professionals as well as a as a genuine uh, therapeutic tool and that that dialogue and that process as well of 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 capturing that that moment for you when you were unable to run and and injured I suppose as well is a is a marker that you that you probably look back on now as that you know now that you can run as a as a reminder of 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 how far you've come like your your journey so far to coming back to being able to run now it was a challenging moment of my life um but i think that i am um, two years later i feel like i'm slightly more balanced than before <laughs> even if it's still like now I'm working too much and I'm not able to train as much as I uh, as I want but um um I feel like being having this kind of injury um make me realize that I should find a balance try to find a balance <laughs> and it's good to train, but it's good to respect your body. It's good to work, but it's good to respect your body as well. That's what I know, but then the reality is slightly different sometimes. <laughs> I like to push myself all the time, so it's very stupid. <laughs> no, no, it's it's interesting. So you, are you constantly having to kind of keep yourself in check and not push too much and, you know, keep yeah. your distance to a certain certain level or the volume for the week to a certain level. And in, in terms of that relationship between between your running and, and your art, does one feed the other? Is there like a, a sort of connection or a symbiosis between the two where one will directly feed into the other? I really need one for the other. Like I need to get space in my mind to create so by running, when I go for even just one hour running, it makes me feel like I'm. it's my me time. I can recharge. I can think in action, but I'm, I'm, I can think, which sometimes when I'm not running, I feel like I have all kind of negative, negative thought. And then it's just like, I cannot really think well because I'm more like, I need to do this and I need to do that. And, da, da, da. and it's really like um, this kind of, um annoying voice and when i go for a run it's more like a way for me to clear this negative uh, voice and just to go straight to the point and to think about like okay i can dream about this maybe i could mix this color and that color together maybe i could work on this material and um um and then when i when i yeah so when i run i think about painting most of the time my project and when I'm painting, um, I feel like by being a trail runner, I've been building this kind of shape that I have. And uh, you can tell when you see my painting that there's a lot of energy. I'm moving fast when I'm painting all kind of big, big projects. Um, I'm not... I'm not scared about anything. I feel like there is no, it's a good challenge to just, and I, I think that I can do everything. So um, nothing scares me. That's the, maybe that's what I learned through trail running. I feel like everything is possible as long as you just like, you're patient and you just build up everything. So trail running give me the, the strength to work on sites. And with the with the trail running, because the, the trail running scene, in particular in in Asia and and in Hong Kong, is 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 massive and it, it's growing. And when you're out on the trails that are seemingly on your doorstep as well, there's some there's some beautiful trails from what I've seen in in Hong Kong. Are you drawing 
direct inspiration from those trails into your work like textures and and colors maybe maybe the the plants that you see or the trees like does that does that feed into to some of the works that you create yeah i paint a lot of flowers actually there's a lot of uh end clients they love my flowers so i'm uh you get like inspiration everywhere and to be honest hong kong is a place where it's extremely busy like the center is like packed you have a lot of people you have a lot of buildings you don't see the sky it's just like a vertical city and there's all kind of information around you and it's really dense um whenever you just like try to escape the city within like five or ten minutes you can be on the peak on the trail and see wild animals and uh get rid of this kind of like busyness and then just like clear some space for like more ideas and creativity and yes when you look at the mountain when you look at the vegetation around everything is just like so perfect like the uh, colors combination and everything so you can really like as an artist is amazing because you see details not the same way as other people and you will your eyes is attracted by things that normal people will never be attracted by and uh, and you collect information and then you build up something a story with it (laughs) it's really interesting as well thinking about detail and minutiae and and small things and going back to something you were saying earlier about the physical process of your art and you enjoying the the big broad brush strokes what happens when you have to scale down and say you're doing something in in really small detail where you're kind of you you don't have access to that physicality if you're doing something the size of a of a postage stamp or or something really small and intricate is that is that a less enjoyable experience for you because you don't have the physical connection to it i'm suffering <laughs> that's the word <laughs> so my body is uh, it's really like it's it's hard to explain and it, it should be easier because it's smaller and you can control every aspect of your art but actually it's not enjoyable for me i really love when it's big when it's large when i have to climb on one side and the other when i have to lift everything and i have to hold my uh, my palette my brushes my water my everything and i'm just like so busy and and this is kind of um it's exciting when it's small I really like feel like my body is unhappy so I'm cramping here and my head is like very narrow and uh, yeah. (laughs) Do you try though do you try and find you know with the constraint like we were talking about earlier when a client gives you something perhaps bizarre to work with in terms of the brief are you trying to find find a positive within that situation you know if you're in a horrendous moment in in a race in, in an ultra you're i imagine you're trying to find something to to hold on to to sort of pull you through it in in those moments where you are working at a smaller scale are you, are you trying to find um some form of creative expression within that constraint i have to say that my work is never boring and i'm always like learning something new and that's where um even when the brief is not what I like. Um, I'm always trying to find a way to enjoy the process. Um, I'm always trying to find a way to put a little bit of myself within the art. And I'm always trying a way to to be happy with it. Even if the result is not like, wow, um, I will always try to push it to the wow, even if it's hard. (laughs) But I know that uh, there's always a lesson to learn from anything 
it's like a normal training like it's the same like but maybe that's the one where even if it's a commute training from your home to work there's something that could happen so you have to be aware about like all kind of messages through the way and when you're finished with the work and and perhaps you're not as happy with it as as you'd like to be is there a process of of making peace with your artwork especially if it's out in in the public domain do you have to sort of yeah make peace with it like and and sort of accept that okay it perhaps didn't come out how I intended but it's out there now and that's part of my process learning from from not a mistake but learning from something that perhaps wasn't realized in the way that you wanted it to be I feel like um when you look at kids um when they start learning like how to walk, they can fall like many times. And an artist is the same, like you have to do repeats again and again, like to make mistakes, to learn and to make your art better. So by being like doing something outside where everyone can see, um, it's okay if it's not perfect. The next one will be probably better. I don't feel like I've done my masterpiece so far. That's a question that few people ask me. And uh, I feel like I'm I'm still learning. I'm not like amazing artist. I can be much better than that. I need to learn more. I need to practice more. And I've been working in this field for maybe like 12, 20 years now. Um, I'm, I'm in Hong Kong for 13 years. I've been working in Paris before for five years. And I've been studying art before. And I've been like learning with my dad before when I was like 13. And um, and I have a lot of things to learn uh, still. So that's where my my work is exciting. There is no limit to it. Uh, I will never be bored. And I've been doing artwork where I know it can be better, uh, but I've I've done my best with the conditions. Sometimes the conditions are not easy. You have to paint on tiles. You cannot draw. Uh, with any kind of uh, anything, like no short, nothing. So you have to just start. Uh, you paint on bamboo scaffolding, which you cannot see your artwork. You cannot step back. It's really impossible. So yeah, you always have to do your best no matter what. And that's where sometimes you're really fighting with your work during the process. And it can be very painful. But um, at the end, you know when it's done and you're like, okay, I've done my best. I, it's not perfect. Next time, maybe I will be better. But um, I've learned a lot and I'm happy. So that's fantastic uh, response there and so much to unpick. And I didn't even consider that aspect of when you're working on something that's so big and is covered in, in scaffolding that you're not afforded a... Yeah, you can't have a bird's eye view and, and step no. back and see it in no. in widescreen and just having to commit, like commit to that moment and trust your instinct as an artist and trust your your skill and everything you've learned up to that point to, to carry you through. And I mean the the carryover to running is is so is so apparent there and in terms of developing that skill you were talking then about you know learning art with your father and then um, practicing in Paris and, and continuing to practice and learn in in Hong Kong when you are learning and, and you're learning you know the masters or, or looking at other artists do you ever worry about originality do you ever worry about making your work unique or worried that oh it's going to be compared to others or have similarities to others or is that 
a, an exciting thing for you as an artist that you're being inspired by other other contemporaries or other people that you've studied yeah the thing is like um the answer is maybe a bit complex but i feel like we're all uh taking inspiration from other artists and we are making our own um artwork so you mix different things like there's nothing that you never seen before um in terms of colors in terms of shape in terms of like whatever so and then there's the technique technicality technicity of the artwork where when you do a mural it's so big it's so hard to manage it's not like just a simple canvas it's something really 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 hard to make so you have to find a way and you have to explore other artists work to see how they've done and see how you can do and then from that once you kind of manage to make it work you have to get rid of your inspiration and to be in this space where that's your creativity, that's where you make the work very special and that's yours. Um, it takes time. It's, it's challenging, it's hard. Um, and the pressure you put on yourself sometimes is really bad. Uh, I'm this kind of person that's saying to myself, you're never good enough, you're never fast enough, you're never like talented enough. And the people around me, like always pushing me, saying like, you're amazing. And I need it because I'm sometimes I'm positive, but sometimes I'm really like very hard on myself, <laughs> especially when it comes to work. I'm like, really like, I want to be better. So I'm working hard. It's it's hard. that originality thing. It's really interesting. And you, you put it so eloquently there. And I feel like the idea of originality, there's that. Grayson Perry, um, a popular UK artist, and he said about originality is that people who worry about originality have very short memories. Is that ultimately nothing is like you're always going to be finding inspiration from yeah. from other things. But I, I love that idea of of that extra space you were talking about. Once you've like pushed through your inspiration, and then you're finding your own kind of shape and and definition for it. And in terms of you, in in, in terms of your running in terms of how you're trying to find your space with how running fits into your life and finding that balance how, how does how does that work and and do you think going forward now that your your knees recovered and you're you're coming back to running do you think you might start to tip more towards the, the, the tip the scale more towards doing more running and maybe getting back into into races and stuff like that so the um 2020 was a special year for everyone and no races, nothing. Hong Kong is more like virtual races, which have been doing two virtual races, um, which is not the same. Um, so I've been focusing on my work this year and I feel like it's really important for me to uh, push my career. Um, it's not easy to have two challenge, to manage two challenges at the same time. Uh, running and um, painting my career and it takes both takes a lot of energy so when I'm working on site I'm uh, physically dead at the end of the day and I finish extremely late I have to work very often Saturdays Sundays so I have to miss trainings and everything so I'm just kind of I do want to find a balance between run and, and um, my training and my uh, my work because it's 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 good for my brain as well um, and that's my ultimate goal to be able to work a little bit less. And 
you know, just as we talk about how important recovery is in terms of running, like that recovery and restorative process in terms of creativity is is just as important because the I can imagine the the mental exertion of bringing something to life that has your own stamp on it, yet also meeting the brief that's been kind of given to you by by the client mentally must be like exhausting, right? It is. I'm a, yeah, I work um, from Christmas time to um, to Chinese New Year. I've been through one month where I had no day off working Saturday, Sunday, Monday to like, it's just nonstop. And just, I kept rolling from one project, one challenge to the other without being able to really rest, without being able to pack my, uh, unpack and pack my materials. So someone was doing it for me. And it's just like, it's nonstop. It's like doing 100K and then you don't rest and you do another 100K and another one and another one. And you feel like at some point, hey guys, I need a rest. I need to stop. So I'm on a holiday this week. So I'm enjoying this break. It yeah. does. I mean, again, uh, you've got to excuse my lazy running metaphors, but it sounds like you've been through an artistic equivalent of an ultra, like literally having someone, uh, an aid station to pack up and then set up your, your artistic tools, like the, the, the sort of similarities. Are, yeah, yeah, uh, checkpoints. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's crazy. There you go. Here's some brushes, brushes, paint. Okay, off you go. All right, okay, yeah. another 100K. Let's go. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. No, my, my company is doing well with this uh, COVID. I'm uh, very lucky, but uh, it has been like really intense um, last year. And uh, we're six now working for my company, so I'm extending, and uh, it's it's pretty good. In terms of looking at yourself as as an artist, and to again to draw up that parallel of running and art, because it feels like with with sport or with running in particular, there's there's sometimes a ceiling in terms of athletic p- potential. If we were going to be yeah. that sort of binary about it, whereas I suppose the beauty of art and artistic expression is you're never limited by by physical capabilities there's still ways to express and do you feel for you as an artist you're going to continue to grow and evolve and perhaps move into new mediums or 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 new forms of expression for sure i will um for me there's no limit to my creativity and i will probably reach one limit at some point um maybe because I will be exhausted and I will probably need a rest and everything. But uh, it's just to leave more space to more creativity. I'm a creative person and I cannot stop like thinking about new things. So um, I think the end will be um, at the end. (laughs) I don't think I will be able to stop. I really love my job for that. It's really amazing. It's not boring at all. I love that. You're going to literally, you're going to drop keel over. That will be the moment that you stop being creative. Um, <laughs> fantastic. And with, do you think, again, going back to this, this running art balance, is there, or have there ever been um, artistic projects where you've tried to combine the two to kind of find that, that sweet spot of, of running and art so that one can kind of um, complement the other in terms of both doing them both at the same time yeah so I've been lucky because I had few projects where clients asked me to paint like on top of a lentil peak um, in Big Buddha and it's uh, I've been enjoying the uh, the commute was just hiking up the hill like it was uh, one hour up and uh, one hour down um, 
But otherwise, I had a dream and two years ago, and um, which it's going to come back at some point. I have too many projects and I had to put this uh, dream on hold for now. But uh, my dream was to paint like 100 smiles and 100 miles. So it was to run 100 miles around Hong Kong. And to, I have been preparing all the smiles, which is my friends um, and 100 people that send me uh, their picture portraits. I've been painting their face and a quote from them. And the idea was to stick every mile, one face, one smile. So yeah, I'm going to do it one day. <laughs> and A hundred different paintings then, one for each mile. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, and again, I need like... to do it. push me to do it. No, I really, <laughs> that's really like, it's, um, I've been talking about it as well. There's a, uh, a um, few artwork already done. I just need to find the time. I need to train again as much as I was training before. And I need to find the time in my busy, uh, crazy busy life with projects. I feel like that would be the the, the perfect combination of your obvious talents yeah. as, a, as a runner and, and as an artist as well. And that the experience as well of, of planting that artwork across a hundred miles, like as, as a piece or body of work, as an installation for people encountering it, how, how exciting, how exciting that would be. And in terms of you as, as an artist and looking ahead, do you think, how do you think art is going to evolve and respond to what we've just lived through, through 2020? Do you think there will be work to come of significance that's going to be commenting on, on, on how humanity has, has shifted in reaction to, to 2020 and the year that we've just lived through? We've seen like a couple of uh, artwork from other artists everywhere in the world, like talking about what's happening now. Um, I think there will be like, um, artists are just like commenting what's happening um, into different kind of media. And um, I think we're going to see my work is more like because of this mask, we all have to wear a mask. We can't see any faces anymore. We just see the top of the face. And uh, I feel like I really miss uh, the other very important part of the body, which is the smile. And uh, now you meet new person and you don't really know them. And if you meet them during COVID time, especially in Hong Kong, like you, I have one of my assistants. I barely see her face, like she's working at the office with a mask and I never see her face. So sometimes she's uh, removing a mask. I'm like, I don't know this person. It's a new person. So it's something that's missing. And I feel like for me, I really want to paint more smiles because it's just like a reminder this is how we used to be before and now we just like see people like half a face and it's very sad but uh that's my way to express what's happening right now and i think there will be a other way later on i think um but yeah artists are always taking like inspiration from what's happening so it would be interesting to see what's going to happen next we don't know <laughs> yeah, I, I absolutely. I think, and 
it's so important what you're saying there about the the need for us to to reconnect with with how humans used to be mm-hmm. before we went through this i think and i think that's yeah. a really interesting and 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 a great point to to end our our conversation um elsa thank you so much for coming on and for sharing your perspective and experience as as an artist as as well as a runner elsa thank you so so much for your time really appreciate it Thank you so much, Danny, for inviting me today. It was a real pleasure. <laughs> Thank you. You can find out more about Elsa at her website, which is linked in today's show notes. You've been listening to Soar Long Form with me, your host, Danny Easton. And you can find more about Soar at our website, soarrunning.com. Next time. That first 10 minutes, it's like you have a vice, a vice on your lungs. If you enjoyed today's episode, then subscribe from wherever you get your podcasts from and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.